There's always something hot happening in South Florida. Talk now with Brian Mudd on News Radio 610 WIOD. Facebook has, whether on purpose but more likely inadvertently, crossed lines and done things that are actually felonies. And those things need to be investigated. And if the investigations pan out, prosecuted. So the original investors in Facebook, <laughs> kind of a big deal. Even if it's inadvertent, they, yeah, they, they've been involved in felonious activity. Oh, that that's comforting, right? Not that it's a whole big surprise or anything. So in real time, before a Senate subcommittee, you have the Facebook whistleblower who is offering her opening testimony and what will be a session here addressing the behavior at Facebook, and most specifically, of course, to her claims that Facebook not only has known that their platforms, and most specifically Instagram, probably the most salacious claims, bad for people, and the case of Instagram would gain the most attention, young girls, young girls that were found to have mental health issues associated with use of the platform, Facebook, well aware of this, and what did they do? They chose to exploit it. So you have your whistleblower, and she releases all kinds of documents to the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal verifies and publishes them. Then Sunday night, 60 Minutes, whistleblower goes and holds that interview. Today, now, before a Senate committee. Of course, in the middle of all this, yesterday, you have the biggest Facebook outage in history, which, of course, was all Facebook's platforms. Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp. Adam Rosiri, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive, here to talk about all this. Adam, are you a buyer or a seller on what Facebook had to say to explain yesterday's outage? That it was a router issue. They were, they were switching things on routers, and we, we had an issue. Sorry. You know, Brian, great to be with you. And you know what? I think based on what this whistleblower is revealing, we can't believe anything that that Facebook says publicly because we know that internally they're saying something very, very different. Whether they forgot to, you know, update their credit card information on file with GoDaddy and Facebook.com all of a sudden went away for a second or, you know, someone pulled a plug or, you know, or there's some sort of hacking event, what have you. I mean, I don't think we can really trust what Facebook's going to tell us right now, right? We already know that they have a lot of information internally. They've, they've run this three-year study on this, this teen mental health deep dive. And despite five presentations to the company over 18 months based on these documents, despite all that information, they're sitting here trying to hide the fact that they know Instagram is really, really bad for the mental health of teenage girls. They know that it contributes to suicidal thoughts in some cases, uh, to anxiety, to body image issues, things that I think kids are already pretty vulnerable to. So, you know, now they're trying to protect their business model as always. They know that Instagram's $100 billion revenue machine relies on kids. And they also know that they wanted to get more kids under the age of 13 into the Facebook ecosystem to try and compete with TikTok, right? So when it comes down to Facebook, they're going to do exactly what this whistleblower said. They're going to do whatever is in their best interest, even if they know it's not the best for the American public, and even if they know it's not the best for individuals like teenagers and, and kids for that matter. It's pretty pretty crazy to really think about. Well, it is. And... You know, to the point of not being able to trust them, I'm diving a little bit more in my top three takeaways coming up an hour from now, but we already in in so many ways have been able to figure out they were lying 
about yesterday. I mean, my first reaction was inside job. And the first reason of knowing this is all the social platforms are decoupled from one another. The Facebook servers are not on, on the, the, the same uh, you know, platform, not even in the same location as are the WhatsApp, as are the Instagram. So it is just beasting an S on wheels to suggest that there was something that took down all those simultaneously when they're not decoupled with one another. Uh, it just didn't add up. But then the other thing, Adam, we have now found out that uh, just miraculously, a billion and a half Facebook account information, I guess, data packets have arrived on the dark web. A billion and a half. So it looks like there's a pretty good chance there's an inside job here, obviously with the whistleblower dissension in the ranks. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? There's one whistleblower that we're obviously talking about today, but you know that as big a company as Facebook is, there are so many other individuals who are over there and see injustices on a daily basis. And whether it's an inside hack job or a big data release like we just saw over the weekend with that 60 Minutes episode, there are going to be people that come from inside Facebook and say, hey, you know what? What's happening here is not right. We have to do something. We don't necessarily know what to do. But someone has to do something, and so first we're just going to share a bunch of information or expose the vulnerabilities where we see them and then kind of see what happens. You know, now we're sitting here kind of teeing things up and wondering, okay, well, what is Congress going to do now? Uh, okay, well, are we going to see any change to our century and a quarter-old antitrust laws? Are we going to see any changes to Section 230? Are we going to see any sort of introductions of, 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 of additional privacy regulation, uh, especially regulation uh, around child privacy, you know, we're seeing a lot of talking taking place. Kind of going back to the to the Facebook down situation, my first thought was, what if this is actually just a big diversion from the from the big story that came out on Sunday? What if this is just Facebook's way? They're kind of sacrificing a day's worth of ad revenue to really distract the public and make people think, oh my gosh, what if life existed without Facebook or without Instagram? How terrible would that be? When in fact, actually, it's really, it was really nice when you, when you think about it. Kids were able to go outside and throw acorns and look at the sun. Uh, instead of being confined to their devices inside. Um, maybe maybe this was a diversion. I have no proof to, to substantiate that. Um, but uh, I, I think what we really need to see moving forward from all of this is, is actual, substantive, meaningful reform. Um, but, you know, I think that so far we've just seen a lot of talking from our legislators. They, they haven't really been sure what to do. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. they impose too much regulation or, or not enough. Talking to uh, Adam Raziri, the uh, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive. So, obviously, you're on the marketing side, and uh, Jim Cramer on the investment side. I found his commentary about Facebook yesterday interesting, because he said this time it felt different. And we know there's not a lot that's bipartisan in Washington, but we know that there's angst on both sides aimed at Facebook. A lot of social media companies, but at Facebook in particular, especially on back of this. Do you get a sense to where this time is different? You know, I, I have to kind of echo that same thing. It did feel a little bit different, you know, and maybe it's just because, you know, when you feel something and you talk about it for a while and you're, and you're hypothesizing, right, then all of a sudden you're validated, right? You, you, you actual documents from inside reveal that everything we've been talking about for the last few years is all true, you know, so that did feel a little bit different. You know, there's a lot of businesses that rely heavily on Facebook advertising for revenue, and, you know, as a marketer, I'm always like, okay, well, what if that goes away? You know, you have to have a redundancy in place. You have to have other plans and other, other ways to get to your customers. And so I think maybe yesterday felt different because maybe the market finally is like, you know what, maybe there really should be some alternatives that we should consider here. Maybe there are some other things that we could be doing now and that we could have been doing yesterday. So, you know, moving forward, I hope to see the market 
open up to other concepts, to other platforms, to other ways of advertising, um, and, and also just doing so in a way that's respectful to individual privacy. Yeah, I mean, it's such a good point. I mean, it's always been the worst idea running to put all your eggs in a Facebook or especially like a Google basket because all they have to do is change an algorithm and you're out of business. Adam Raziri, Chief Marketing Officer, Agency Partner Interactive. Always good talk with you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, for sure. All right, we'll be uh, right back. Natalie, in a trending story, and we'll talk a little bit about TikTok next here on the Brian Mud Show, News Radio 610 WIOD.